Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6. If, if you want to stand with me for the reading of God's Word, we're going to read one verse. I'm going to pray, let you be seated, and I'm not going to be long because we want to have communion before we go. Book of 1 John chapter 2. And verse 6, it says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Who is that? He, of course, that's Jesus. And so here in this Thanksgiving season, I want to give you this thought tonight. If we're going to walk like he walked, I want to look at the fact that of what Christ was thankful for. Father, we thank you for tonight, for your word. I thank you for these testimonies. Thank you for the goodness that you have just placed in all of our lives. I pray you anoint me, use me, open every heart, mind, and spirit tonight. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You can be seated. I want to give you just a few things, a few thoughts in this. What was Christ thankful for? If we're going to walk like he walked, then we need to be like he was, and he was thankful it's kind of, you know, it kind of blows your mind to think about it in this way. But in the book of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25, I encourage you to look at these verses. If you got your Bibles, if you got your phones, whatever you got there, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25 says this. It says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. So we find here the scene is Christ's ministry. Uh, in verse 5 of chapter 11, what was going on? He, the blind received their sight. The lame walked. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. The poor have the gospel preached to them. Christ was here in his ministry doing what Christ did. And here Christ begins to think later on in the chapter that we read in verse 25. He now begins to thank the Father for the simplicity of the gospel. Now, I'm, y'all know I'm all about, I, I think education is good. I believe the Bible says we should study to show ourselves approved. But I thank God just as Christ thanked the Father, he thanked him for the simplicity of the gospel. Aren't you glad tonight that you don't have to be able to read Koine Greek tonight to be able to understand the gospel? I'm glad tonight that I don't have to be able to read and understand the Hebrew language language. I'm glad that I don't have to have a master or a doctorate in divinity to be able to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful tonight, just as Christ was thanking the Father, He, I thank God tonight of the simplicity of the gospel, that it is still a whosoever gospel, that from the, from the, from the poorest to the most simplest of minds, that the gospel is here for us. What else do we find that Jesus thanked the Father for? Look with me in John chapter 6 and verse 11, if you would. In John chapter 6 and verse 11, we find that Christ was thankful for the sufficiency of the Father. Chapter 6 and verse 11 of the book of John. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, 
he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. So we find here, what we go back to chapter, or excuse me, verse 9, we find that Andrew says there's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. What is the scene here? The scene here is the feeding of the 5,000. 5,000 men, not even uh, counting the women or children. So let's just be, let's be conservative and say there was at least 10,000 there that day. And there in that moment, we have people that are getting hungry. They didn't have much food there. Remember, Remember, it wasn't a big city. They were out in the countryside. There was a need there for people to be able to eat. Can you imagine next Thursday at your house, if you had an extra 10,000 people stop by your house and say, uh, we're going to need something to eat. We are hungry. Philip, the disciple, had a dilemma here. He begins, Jesus begins to talk to him. And, and Philip's like, Lord, we don't have enough for this. In fact, Philip said 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them and that everyone even may take a little. Uh, but Jesus had asked him, he said, Philip, whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? So the dilemma is we got 10,000 folks we got five loaves and two fishes. We're out in the middle of the country. It's not like you in the city where there's 500 McDonald's and, and 20 Burger Kings. All they have was five loaves, two fishes, and 10,000 hungry mouths. And Jesus asked Philip, where are we going to get the bread so that these can eat? Now, you and I know here on a Wednesday night that Jesus already knew exactly what he was going to do. But this reminds me here that Jesus will do something. The Lord will never tempt us, but the Lord will test us. Oh, man, that, that's, that's really quiet. I know that's not what you want to amen for on a Thanksgiving service night, but how many of you know tonight that the Lord will never tempt us, but he will test us? And he put Philip to the test. He's like, hey, Philip, how are we going to do this? What's going to go on? But the comfort was that Jesus knew what he would do the entire time. Can I remind you tonight that no matter what the need is, even if it seems like the Lord's saying to you, because he did, he said to Philip, he said, Whence are we going to buy bread that these may eat? The Lord may even say to you, hey, what you going to do about this situation? How you going to get through this? And we've got to be able to stop and say, Lord, I don't know, but I'm going to put my trust and my faith in you. I've got comfort in knowing that you've got it under control. And so we find that Jesus Christ was then thankful for what? He was thankful for the provision. Think about this for a moment. He made the universe, but he was thankful. He took time and was thankful for loaves and fishes. He called forth the first stalk of wheat, but yet Jesus Christ took time and thanked God for this bread. Jesus spoke the first fishes into existence, yet he was thankful for those that were given to them. Those five loaves and two fishes, the creator, the, he was there in the beginning. The Bible makes that clear. He was there from the very beginning, but yet Jesus Christ that owns it all. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but Jesus Christ took a moment 
and he was thankful for five loaves and two fishes. We think about that and we think how little we show our thankfulness sometimes and how much we take for granted. You know, there's sometimes that we can stop and we can say, well, you know what I got, I worked for. What I got, I worked hard for. What I got, you know, I had to, and let, you know me, I, there's absolutely nothing wrong. That's what the Bible tells us to do is to work and to work hard. But remember, take into perspective this, Jesus made it all. If anybody worked for it, it was him that spoke it into existence, but yet he takes time and declares his thankfulness to the Father for what he's given I'm looking at a group here. I know there's a lot of hard workers in here. There's a lot of people that, that you earn your keep. You do what you're supposed to do. But even in those times, to be like Christ, we need to be thankful for those things. Thirdly and finally, as Joel makes his way back up here, we find if you'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, Christ was thankful for salvation through the cross. You say, What? Look with me. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord, this is Paul writing here, I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and what? And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. What's, where are we at here? When Corinthians, obviously, Paul is relaying this story, and he's relaying the story of when, when Christ Jesus was in the upper room with the disciples. He was there at that final Passover. He knew he was about to become the ultimate Passover lamb. And he gave thanksgiving for the food. And we had seen Christ do that before. We looked at that already. He gave thanks for the five loaves and the two fishes before he began to feed the multitudes. But this was even different here. This was more than just thankfulness for bread and for wine. You see, he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Then in verse 25, he would go on and say, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as off as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 25, he said, after the same manner. What manner was that? He took it and he gave thanks. What an amazing love. Can you imagine that? I mean, he was the all-knowing one. Here Jesus Christ is in the upper room with these disciples, and he's breaking the bread. He's, he's giving thanks. He's breaking the bread. He said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. He takes the cup, and he said, this is my blood that is for you. Can you imagine that? You knowing you're about to die one of the most excruciating deaths possible. But yet Jesus Christ was giving thanks for the opportunity to give it for you and for me. So many times we let people back us, unbelievers and skeptics, back us in a corner. And say, oh, I just don't know how this God, how can you say this God is so loving? How can you not say he's loving? There he was fully aware of what he was about to go through, yet he was giving thanks for the opportunity 
that the Father had given him to be able to sacrifice his body and his blood for us. He was thankful that men and women could be saved even though it would take the cross. I want you to think about this for a moment. As I've already said, as Jesus himself took the time to thank the Father that he himself was about to give his body and his blood for us. How much more should we be thankful for his body and his blood? Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.